This is John Bailey, the epic voice of Honest Trailers, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. It's a fangirls podcast with five-ish people. The tangents and squee will continue. Squee. We continue all the way up, all the way to episode four hundred and forty-nine, the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. Time for me to go and sit on Tony's throne. I'm not gonna flush if you get my drift. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. So glad you could join us. Let's start off like we're doing from the virtual table and see who joined us this week. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hope everyone is doing all right. Yep. Everyone, everyone survived. Well, not everybody watched the Super Bowl. I get it. And uh, congrats (laughs) to those who are cheering for the Chiefs. Congrats um, to the Vortex boys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Although I, there's one sports YouTuber I watch. He's a Broncos fan, so he's a little salty. But yeah. let me say something that I, I, I do want to read it. And I don't think a lot of Chiefs fans have been this way. But I'm like, this is why we didn't like the Patriots, is when is when they got real arrogant and tried to be really snotty about things. It's like, okay, oh. you guys, you didn't. You 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 you're this season you kinda didn't play your best, but then you went and won the Super Bowl in the end mm-hmm. anyway. You are no longer underdogs. Nobody uh-huh. is n- nobody is it's not discounting you. you. Yeah. We're, <laughs> yes. we're, we're not it's not happening. Okay? Yeah. We're just gonna We get it now. From now on, we get it. Yeah. From now on, we're gonna assume that you're gonna win and you know, we'll play you know, we'll play the games, we'll be happy if slash when our team beats you that's okay mm-hmm. but you know no one is discounting you ever yeah. ever again because y'all you're like that that one kid in my math class when i was in in middle school and high school if i can follow me all the way through is they just kind of he just kind of coasted all through didn't really do a lot of the assignments didn't really have show any urgency but when it was time those big tests at the end of the term, end of the year, he aced them and got a better score than I did. So it's like, why did I even bother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's how basically I basically pretty today. much the curve breaker. <laughs> pretty much, yes, yes. It's just and like, sometimes <coughs> by skin of teeth. Yes. yes. So, so some of us, so, so those of us who worked hard and showed up the whole, the whole, the whole year, the whole season, we're gonna grumble at you because, dudes. Dude, dude, dude. But anyway, <laughs> now, congratulations and sorry, Niners. My sister, you're, you're my sister's team, and her, she and her little girls were all cheering for you guys. But it was a good game, I will say that. I mean, a little, very, very defensive game. Yes. Uh, so that was that was cool. I mean, they were they were pretty evenly matched. Just you know. Yeah, I mean, it, kind of, it, it almost kind it, of literally came down to the last seconds. It, so. it really did. It was basically who was gonna who was gonna wear themselves out first, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. it, it was it was the Forty ers So, yeah, there you go. And just hope 
everybody, just hope and pray that, in the mean, that we don't have another pandemic, but in the meantime, maybe buy an extra thing of toilet paper. Yeah, to be on the safe side. Just be on the safe side. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not keen on on history repeating itself, but there's been that <laughs> that conspiracy theory going on. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, well, number thirteen as well. <laughs> next, ne- next big thing, next big sports thing will be March Madness. So that'll be yeah, yeah. or sports ball. Yay. Yay. I still don't care, but that's okay. Uh, right. Let's do uh, the news. Certain sports ball, but besides Yes. <laughs> I just say the sports. The, the next big sports ball is going to take over my city. And because uh, we host the Big Ten tournament. Ah, yes. That's so. Right. Yeah. Well, Indiana oh, yeah. is a pretty big basketball Student yeah. Anyway, so yeah. So it's so it's always wild though, because uh, we have a uh, Comic Con in March, and sometimes they overlap. So, oh, <laughs> well, two different types of cosplay going on. Uh, all the all the the college rowdies coming out with their yep. face paint and and wigs and what have you. Yep. Yep. So, all right. Well, let's do Zenus. Indeed. So we got news just kind of all over the place. Um, so uh, they always have movie trailers during the Super Bowl. So that's well, even not, a not even of those. Yeah, well, most of those I don't think we care about. But um, speaking of movies, the Academy Awards has announced that they're adding a new category and no it's not most popular film um they are adding the category for best casting and that will be a category starting next year so interesting choice yeah Mm -hmm. this is the first time that they've added a new category since 2001 which is when they added the best animated feature film, which I find it hilarious that it took them like a decade ish uh, from Beauty and the Beast getting nominated, you know, being the, the the first animated feature to get nominated for best P- picture for them to actually add that particular category. Okay, there so. was another animated movie. Maybe it was right about that time. Maybe. That was yeah. nominated for Best Picture. Maybe they figured Beauty and the Beast was a fluke, and then it happened again. Yeah, and they're and like, oh, again, they're crap. Like, no, 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 no. We can't, we can't have cartoons. Yes. Sullying our, our beautiful award. Now, I, I know there was another one after Beauty and the Beast. I'm just blanking on the year and what movie it was. Yeah. It may have been around 2001, but anyway. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of I, I, I'm like we got this one, but still have haven't had a category for best stunt work. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we desperately need a category for stunt work, and even if it needs to be its own category, they need to start acknowledging motion capture performances. Yes. So, uh. considering we're you know speaking of the 
trailers we got during the Super Bowl. Yet another Planet of the Apes movie. So I know I was a little I was a little surprised. I mean, I know there's like a million sequels, reboots, whatever yeah. sorts of things, but I was like, oh, so I was like, oh right, there's a uh, another Planet of the Apes movie. Okay, I mean, I've mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard. You know they're they're good. People like them, but I'm just sort mm-hmm. of like, that's okay. Yep. That's another one. Yep. Okay. Um. Yep, so but yeah. So that that one, it just it always just kind of surprises me. It's like, oh, that move that movie's happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Yep. Yep. So. There is that. Um, and then Disney had their first shareholder meeting of the year. So, uh, end of their fiscal first quarter. And that's a lot of, you know, if you're not numbers and money person, you can go online and read all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the process of dollars and cents, this, that, and the other thing, um, uh, Bob Iger announced um, that Disney is working on a standalone streaming service for ESPN. Which, fine, because I don't use the ESPN portion of my bundle as it is. So I think I've used it okay. like once. Okay, <laughs> so hold on a minute. Because ESPN Plus they've had that's one separate. It I mean even before Disney Plus was a thing, there was an ESPN streaming service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now they're gonna do something so they're going presumably back. better. Okay, well <laughs> so. whatever, because I'm like, this isn't a, I I'm like, because it's been around, but anyway, whatever. Carry on. Yeah. Sports is a big deal. As we saw yesterday. Yes. Um, very much so. They have partnered with Epic Games and apparently our Bob Iger foresees just the uh, big ass Disney Fortnite gaming universe. With lots of shopping. Buy our crap. Stay yeah, which I don't, I don't play Fortnite, so but I under, I understand like the skins and stuff yeah. are very, can be very popular. Yes. And... So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this because Epic Games, um, there's there's a bit of a beef among gamers with Epic Games. So if you don't know, Epic Games is a service, a gaming service, not unlike Steam. Where, but it's a little bit different, but where you, they will host video games, you can buy them, but their big thing is microtransactions. Uh-huh. Where you, they will nickel and dime you to death. And that has been very controversial among gamers because it's not just like, oh, you can buy something that's cosmetic and you know, you want to buy this outfit for your character. But then they like sneak in things that are like, you can't. You can't do this part of the game without paying money, even though you've already bought the game. 
Right, and, which and stinks. With, yeah, which really stinks. And with especially where it's kids, a lot of kids who play Fortnite and who will buy things. Um, I'm I'm uncertain if this is the case with Fortnite because I'm not that familiar with it. But there are some games like you cannot play it unless you have a credit card on file, and those microtransactions. If you're just like, oh, it's just two bucks, buy that. Oh, that's just two two or three dollars. It adds up. Uh, it adds quick. up very quick. Very very quickly, and yeah. it's kind of predatory. I have several mobile games that yes. I don't want to think about how much money I've put into them. Right, right. But uh-huh. where where Fortnite is very much you know, a game for, you know, you know, young, you know, kids play it, like, you know, kids under 18, and even some, some, you know, 20-somethings, it's, when I saw they were partnering with Epic, I was like, ooh, that's a bad look. It's like, do you really, you sure you want to do that, Bob? So, I, I'm kind of, I'm, 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 I'm reserving judgment, it might be okay, but I'm just like, oh, Epic, no, no good, no bueno, but I, I've heard, I've heard all the yeah. I've heard all the the complaints and the 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 doom and gloom about it, but I don't know. But that that's just my that's my point of view. When I saw Epic, I was like, "Ooh, boy!" But it's probably because they already have a licensing deal because you could true get too. Disney true, related it, stuff it, in Fortnite. So yeah, it it's just uh, you know in the gaming community, it's not a good look. Yeah. So there there are there are some issues with that. Yeah. Um, and then, and, excuse me, and then Dizzy has, um, confirmed and also surprised the people with some animation film announcements. Um, so they have confirmed Frozen 3 is in the works. Frozen 4 Anyone who's surprised by this, yeah, is... And slap is, yourself. Is, a, is an idea that they that is, is supposedly happening. We're getting Toy Story 5. Oh, Why? Geez. I do not know. No, um, no, don't. Yeah. Um, and we're also getting a sequel to Moana, which is already ready and will be released this Thanksgiving. <laughs> so... Although I heard that one was originally supposed to be a TV series because now they have to, because I also saw an article where they are trying to, talk, they, they have to go talk to, to, to Dwayne Johnson to reprise his role uh, because they, in the, if it was going to be the TV series, they were going to have somebody else voice Maui, but now that it's a movie, they got to go hurry and, and get I had to come back. I, yeah, I hadn't. I hadn't heard that. All I'd seen is that they weren't sure if Dwayne was going to be voicing Maui in the yeah, sequel they, they, because they he he's it. he's supposed to be playing the live action version of Maui in the live action yeah. remake. So, oh, here it is. Here's the article it's from Deadline. Dwayne Johnson in talks to reprise Maui for Disney's animated Moana two live action pick bound to I ship would, dates. I would. That- I would think they, considering it's supposed to be due out Thanksgiving, they should already know that, right? <laughs> you would think, you would think, but this came out on February 8th, this article, yes. and it sounds like yeah. they're not even sure if Ali Ali Crovalo can, can come back either. So that's interesting. Huh. That is interesting. Yeah. So. 
The studio um, was so blown away by the Disney Plus series, they had a development, they decided to turn it into a theatrical sequel. Well, it, and apparently Moana was the most streamed movie on Disney Plus last year. Mm-hmm. It was streamed like a billion times. I mean, it's a good, it's a good movie. Yeah. I mean, so. how 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 many times have you gotten your your welcome stuck in your head? Yeah. <laughs> or how many times I say you're welcome to somebody and I hear mm-hmm. the rock's voice in my head, but because it's in my head, nobody is. You know, they yeah. don't know that I'm thinking like I'm saying it like yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Da, da, da. There's a number of other things. They confirm that the Percy Jackson series is getting a second season. And I, um, I feel like that was well received. The first season was well received. I haven't watched it yet. I kind of want to. Yeah. But um, and then if if you have if you didn't see it in the theaters or if you didn't get a ticket to see her in person, the Eras Tour concert film is going to be on Disney Plus in March. Oh my gosh, we can't escape her, man. We can't. It's not that I don't like her. I actually like her music. I'm just like, okay, let's give it a let's give it a rest. Hmm. <laughs> oh, hey, I'd rather watch it in the you know in the comfort of my own house. I would too. I would too. But I, I uh... then I can sing as loud as I want, and I have nobody to bother except my exactly. husband. Uh, there, there, there have been a lot of 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 tweens uh that i've seen running around who have eras uh tour t-shirts and merch and bags and stuff like that and i was like holy crap this is nuts it just i don't know i'm I'm kind of amused by it if, if yeah. nothing else <laughs> that's just like oh taylor here she is again mm-hmm. i saw her when that's my that's my yeah. cl- my my strange claim to fame. <laughs> is I saw her back all all in like two thousand seven, yeah, back when she first started. When she was so. still a country singer, not, mm-hmm. not not many people really talk about that much. But she started out in country, so. Mm-hmm. Oh. All I know is I'm gonna find some place else to be when she comes through Indianapolis in November. So. Oh. <laughs> And she's here for two nights, so <laughs> I'm just gonna find someplace else to be. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Let's go busy. Well, speaking of the Taylor Bowl, uh, so yes, we did get a number of we got some uh, pretty good mm-hmm. um, ads. Yeah. Uh, my my favorite is still the migrating uh, NFL players from yes. teams that are 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 themed after birds. That was uh, so funny. Yes, that was, that the, so like I... yeah, they're coming and perching on someone's porch next to a bird feeder, going Grah! yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it, yeah. The Paramount the, the guy, the guy with the venom, there's like a guy, you know, he's like a bird enthusiast, and he's telling us how how they, you know, the end of every season they migrate. Yeah, but then they'll be back at the start of the new season, and then one of them drops a tiny little football. It like it looks like an egg in his hands. He's like, "Oh, a rookie." <laughs> it, it reminded me. Okay, so there is a there is a, a lady on Twitter. Uh, I think her Twitter handle. Well, her name's Rachel. It's Rachel Half 
two is her Twitter handle. Hmm. Um, and she does artwork for some sports YouTubers. But she did a couple of a couple of pieces. One is all of the cat teams. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was all of the bird teams. And it's funny because you've got the cardinal. He's just this little tiny guy. He's standing on top. Of, they're, on, they're on, like, you know, the uprights, the, the goalposts. And he's just standing in the middle. There's, like, an eagle looking at him, like, what are you doing here? There's a falcon that is just kind of sulking in the corner. There's a seahawk that's looking hungry. Uh-huh. And Raven is just kind of like, I'm just here so I can, so I won't get fined. <laughs> just, just the expressions on it. So that commercial made me think of, made me think of all the bird, the, the, her her bird team pictures. Yeah, because they're the birds. Yeah, so that's funny. So look, well, look her up. But... She's 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 hilarious. She's yeah. also a Chiefs fan, so she's happy. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that, that ad that that ad aired a few times last night. Every yeah. time I just cracked up. So, yeah. um, and then uh, shout out uh, to my acquaintance Tony, uh, yep. Tony Robinetti, for uh, adding Super Bowl ad to his uh, acting resume as he was one of Ben Affleck's backup dancers in the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. <laughs> so. Sweet. The Dunkings. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that one was. He's the he's the one. As you're looking at the screen, he would be the one to Ben Affleck's far right, and when they walk in the door to the recording studio, curly hair, big square glasses. So, um, and no, they did not get to keep the jumpsuits, but they did get to keep the shoes. Cool. Hey. So that one, that one was a funny one too, and and yeah. I, because you know, there's some ads that get celebrities on there, and you're just kind of like, I don't know why the celebrities are here, but the the, the ones I got for that one, mm-hmm. they were like having fun, not taking themselves seriously, and also yeah. I, I'll say I'll say hear what I said last night in our in our sports ball chat. I like Tom Brady a lot more now that he's retired because mm-hmm. he'll, he'll, he he's like in all these ads and stuff, and he is actually pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, you know what? He's like I was like, I didn't know you had such a good sense of humor. <laughs> or maybe mm. or maybe now that he's not playing football and not getting hit up so much, he's like, Yeah, now I can laugh at myself. So I'm kinda like, you know maybe. what? Good on you not taking yourself too seriously. Mm. So it's like I couldn't stand you when you were playing, but now that you're just, you know, <laughs> in ads and stuff, sure, I'll take it. And I like so apparently Giselle felt, feels the opposite, but you know, that, yeah, and, you know, maybe maybe he had maybe he had to get rid of the load. I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's how he got his sense of humor back. Who knows? Maybe. I'm not going to speculate on someone's private life, but you know. yeah. And then Sir Patrick with the sports metaphors. Yes, <laughs> Paramount was because I don't remember seeing it on. The main I'd screen. seen that one a few. I'd seen that one a few times. Yeah, I think I, they, I knew. I knew it was pre-Super Bowl. Yeah, but then I but, had to but, share it in the sports ball chat because it's just like it's glorious to see the whole commercial and not just little oh, yeah. snippets. Well, well, for those of us who grew up with with uh, Nickelodeon, uh, you know, Nicktoons back before it was just SpongeBob yep. wall to wall. Uh-huh. Having the joke of hey Arnold. Oh, oh, a child with a football shaped head, and there's Arnold from Hey Arnold. So I'm like, mm-hmm. Aww. 
that show and then the punchline of this real pig skin yeah <laughs> which please go ahead nobody likes but, peppa pig peppa. Uh, uh, like, uh, point of order my, my children love peppa <laughs> that that and bluey that peppa's actually a lot of fun it, it's it's a lot of maybe it, it's not as okay how do i how do i how do i say this there's a lot because because the same there there's a guy who worked on Bluey. I think it was like the creator. He actually worked on Peppa Pig, and I can see a lot of like the humor and and like the dynamics in Bluey that started in Peppa in Peppa Pig. And there there are times like when I'm watching Peppa, and the the the, the adults are actually pretty pretty funny, um, but Bluey. Bluey takes it up a notch, but I'm like, yeah, these two are cut from the same cloth. So, mm. so those of us like, I, I, I don't mind, I don't mind Peppa so much. Peppa's actually kind of a lot of fun, but anyway, but yes, I, I laughed at that. I'm like, and, and Lottie, Lottie was kind of watching over my shoulder. He's like, there's Peppa. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you what they're going to do to her because I had my, my earbud <laughs> and she couldn't hear what I was going yeah, on. Yeah, like. You don't want to hear what they got planned for Peppa. No, no, <laughs> Good no. thing they they cut there because I don't yes, know. I want to see like, a part yes, two. Is, I'm watching some something with Peppa in it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was it was funny. It was cute. And then the the one I really liked it was the M and M's commercial early on, where they're like making making M and M's was it comfort rings or something? It's really. Those yeah, they're using M and M's technology to make championship rings for those that have never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, they have Dan Marino <laughs> and a couple other guys who's like, and, and it's like, and they and they're polished with the sigh of second place. <sighs> and then there's mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson. She shows up randomly, like, "Well, I've never won an Oscar. I've yeah. always got beaten twice in one year." Twice, yes. Oh my goodness! So yeah, so there there were there were some good some some pretty decent ads this year. Some that were a little weird, but some but that that that's normal. So mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, but uh, of course, movie trailers. Yes, but movie yeah. trailers are also a a big part of it. There's a lot of studios they like to premiere trailers uh, at, at the Super Bowl. So um, we got our first look at uh, Wicked. Part one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I hope this one's good. I, I really do. I they've been. I it like, looks really good. I'll yeah, give it that. It yeah, like the, yeah. the look of it is really good. I I mean I yeah. know this one's kind of been in the works for a while. Um, yeah. I mean I I've never seen the musical. I've listened to the soundtrack quite a bit. I've read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, obviously, if you read read the Gregory Maguire book, it is very different from the musical. But yeah. all the all the beats are there. So, yep. so this 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 will be this will be interesting. I'll I'll I want to see how that goes. So it looks it it yeah, like you said, visually it looks amazing. So we will see. Although the actresses, I don't, I mean I get it, they're in school, but they just they seem very young. For <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting those the characters to be that young, but maybe it'll be fine. Who knows? Yeah. And then, but it does it does look real good. I'm, I'm just tickled that Chuck Goldblum is playing the wizard. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, yes. So I mean, I'm kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. That that does make oh. sense. Well, considering 
I mean, the musical in the book had been around. I mean, the musical has been around for 20 years and the book's been around for even longer. Uh, considering the wizard is Alphaba's biological father. So, mm-hmm. yeah, when we get to uh, presumably the scene where he is seducing Alphaba's mother, <laughs> yeah. I just thought it's going to be hilarious. So. <laughs> oh. Uh, and then I've been absolutely cracking up because of the amount of trolling that apparently Ryan Reynolds had nothing better to do. The the game was not keeping his attention. So he spent his time on social media uh, after the uh, new Deadpool trailer. Yeah. (laughs) And I I did love Hugh Jackman's uh, response to one of them on X. Here. Yeah fixed it yeah he changed he changed the 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 title the logo from deadpool and wolverine to wolverine and asshole uh, i i just chuckle like that is perfect i mean yes. like, well, and that would be typical funny. logan wolverine fashion too to well me. and then if you read ryan you know ryan reynolds comment on the post on instagram he said Pump the brakes. It's a long road to July peanut. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and also, also what's funny. I'm waiting for Sir Patrick Stewart as Professor X to uh, step in. Now, (laughs) boys. Yeah. (laughs) What's funny is like, because, you know, we had Hugh Jackman and, and Logan, and that was a very, you know, serious, you know, kind of, kind of a heavy movie. And that was supposed to be the big send-off, and it was, you know, so dramatic, and, and this and that. And then all of a sudden, you know, here comes Ryan Reynolds' as Deadpool, like, saying, yeah, we're bringing him back. And it's, you know, and it's very irreverent humor, and, and mm. not not to, like, and it doesn't feel like it's ruining that, that send-off, the, no. that Logan send-off. But I just, I, I, I'm tickled that it's just, yeah, he yeah. came back for, for one more movie, and it's this one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was, I was, uh, I was actually talking with Shalane. Uh, I was texting with Shalane, uh, and she was asking, you know, about Deadpool because she's not, she's not seen the the, the first two Deadpool movies, mm-hmm. and she's like, he's in the X Men universe. I'm like, he's in a X Men universe, but because he's Deadpool, he's aware that there are other universes. Yes, and therefore that opens up the door to do this multiverse thing i you know, i figured it was going to be some sort of multiverse thing because y'all know I've, I've said this several times that i think deadpool is going to be the one who opens the door for us to get the x-men into quote-unquote our marvel <laughs> universe uh but i did not see the tva being oh part of that (laughs) yeah so when they showed up and i'm like wait a minute those are tva pruning sticks and then they push up through the door i'm like holy crap we're going to the tva (laughs) (laughs) what's going on here you got yeah Yeah, so i was like "Ah, i'm totally here for this so i am i would imagine this is purely me speculating that probably some of the scenes that are in this trailer probably aren't going to end up in the movie 
or they're going to be different in the movie. I think they probably shot stuff specifically knowing it was going to the trailer that was going to mm-hmm. be like, mm-hmm. you know, Wade looking at, straight at the camera when mentioning Disney. Uh, so although there is the giant toppled over like a la, you know, Planet of the Apes with the Statue of Liberty, except it's the, fo- you know, the 20th Century Fox logo <laughs> in ruins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, I'm so excited for this. So I love the first two Deadpool movies. Uh, I'm I'm so excited for. That. I'm so happy that, that Deadpool that they're letting Deadpool continue to be Deadpool, but he is now part of the MCU. So <laughs> he's Marvel Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm excited. Uh, it's going to be a while till July, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm ready. Yeah. That is that is the trick with these with these Super Bowl movie trailers is they are they are, you know, cuz the Super Bowl is in February. Yeah. And and most of these movies aren't going to come out until you know summertime or at the earliest. At the earliest. And the, in Wicked's case, it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. The, the Moana two and Wicked are opening the same weekend. Yeah, so it is not it's not uncommon to see you know this film is not yet rated because it hasn't it's not in the it's not in the point of its production where it is time. Yeah. To be screened. Yeah. Get a like, we, we, we got enough here that we were able to put together a trailer. It's like, here's a trailer for the Super Bowl, and we spent a gazillion dollars for this spot, but here's a trailer so you know our movie is coming. It's like, okay. And that's been going on for, for decades, as long as, you know, oh, yeah. Because there have been, yeah. as long as the commercials have been as big a deal as, as the Super Bowl itself. But, uh, yeah. Was, well, considering. Considering Deadpool, they just wrapped filming like last month. Yes. So. But yeah. So. But I'm 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 totally I'm totally ready for <laughs> more <Yeah>. Deadpool. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> well. Um. And then uh. Next. Next door to me ish. Uh. Over in Ohio, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we have our 2024 nominees, so Uh you can go vote. Um, But this year's nominees include Mary J. Blige, uh, Mariah Carey, uh, Cher. I can't believe Cher hasn't made it in yet. Dave Matthews Band was Sunny. I don't think so. Mm. Oh. Uh, Dave Matthews Band. Uh, Foreigner. Nice. <laughs> Peter Frampton. Uh, cool in the Gang. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz. Uh, Oasis. Why? Um, I know I understand Britpop. You know, they were... They had two songs and they sound exactly the same and the brothers hate each other. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Sinead, o- yeah, Sinead O'Connor, who we, who we just lost last year. Um, Ozzy. Yep. So among others. So, 
Uh, but yeah, you can go to the Rock Hall website. You can vote daily. What's a day? Um, and uh, they will take um, the, the fan votes. Uh, Three, I think. Math. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, they'll they'll take the fan votes. Do some math, and um, along with the uh, actual voting body uh, of the Hall of Fame, and um, that then you'll we'll get our actual um, inductees later this year, and then the ceremony will be after that. It's usually in the summer ish, um, so. Uh, but yeah. yeah, you can go, go vote. Still no Weird Al though. Nope. Uh, so, and then there's still a few too on my list that still haven't made it in yet. This is like, okay, be they're not getting any younger. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like some of these, I'm like. They aren't in already, and then some of them I'm like, but the 90s was like yesterday. They're, they shouldn't right. be eligible yet. No, no, exactly. <laughs> it's it's when, when you start seeing bands that you grew up with, or you know, you listened to in high school. When they were like I said, little... like Mariah Carey, it's like the yeah. 90s were just like yesterday. She shouldn't uh-huh. be eligible yet. I know. Right. Like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh, the game? No, not yet. Just continue. You know. <laughs> Getting older, time marches on. No, I don't like it. I don't like it either. I don't either. Today, Lottie asked Jared, how old are you, Daddy? (laughs) Ooh. Uh, And then he goes, and then she asks, how old is Mommy? And I'm like, (laughs) Skating thin ice, sweetie. Yeah. (laughs) Older than you. Right, yes. Mommy like said 27 that. and holding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never really thought it would bother me, but now I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, but she's so young. Like, you could tell her, but, like, does she really understand what that means? Probably no, not. because the other day we were driving somewhere, and she's like, I'm going to count. And she started going one, two, three. And, and that, like, okay, so then, you know, get through up to 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 20, 10, 30. <laughs> one, yeah. Three, 30, 10, 40. <laughs> and I'm like, I had to stop her and explain, no, that's not how counting works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, I, I like that you're I wouldn't feel too bad there, about it. But not yeah. quite. <laughs> like, she, she, it's like, okay, you get you, you you're getting the general idea, but but yeah, <laughs> it's just, just it was it was actually it was funny. Yeah. You're getting the faint idea of what a decade is, my dear. So you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're almost there. Oh, yeah. I could just see in her in her little in her little face like the gears turning. Like, but wait, but I count to ten. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> oh, so yeah, so, that was fun. Yep. There's that with the news. So move on to feedback. With some feedback from Shalane. 
she says the only three musketeers I've seen is the Mickle, Mickey Mickle, Mickey Donald, a goofy one, and a little bit of the Disney live action. And also, I think they appear as a cameo once upon a time. They probably do. Um, also, the Shakespeare's Festival in my hometown did the Three Musketeers, but I didn't go see it before I was busy getting used to my new college. I do want to read the book of the Three Musketeers one of these days. Maybe a short version. <laughs> probably. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, the short version. A very good idea. <laughs> uh, so since we talked, since you talked about Three Musketeers, your girls got any other classic fiction or adaptations of classic fiction you plan on talking about, like The Count of Monte Cristo, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, Huck Finn, Tom Sawyer, The Popper, Kill a Mockingbird, Treasure Island. Along with Treasure Planet. Well, we did do Muppet Treasure Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and we did do Treasure Planet, right? We done Treasure Planet? Uh, I think so. May have to look in the archive and yeah. see. Uh, Tarzan, The Jungle Book, Robin Hood, Swift Family Robinson, The Wizard of Oz, which The Wizard of Oz celebrates its 84. Fifth anniversary this year, and we got the new Wicked movie coming out. Uh, I mean, we did do a version of Robin Hood. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we'll do the Disney version of Robin Hood, where every character is an animal, because that one's way better than the Kevin Costner version. So I like that one. Now, now I got the theme song running through my head. Thank you, yeah. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking speaking of of uh, music, gets stuck yeah. in your head. And someone somewhere claimed that the the I don't know what they were thinking of that they claimed that that wasn't a musical. I'm like no, there's several songs. They're singing, now. yes. Um, yeah. uh-huh. In fact, one could even argue that the that the scene at the archery tournament after you know he's been exposed and everything, and they're running around, mm-hmm. that could almost be a, a a great big musical dance number. Even though there's no singing, mm-hmm. a lot of choreography. I can see it. Yeah, I can buy that. The, the music, the, the score behind it is awesome so uh-huh. i i claim it mm-hmm. yep uh she has new ghostbusters movie to celebrate 40 years of the og ghostbuster movie hell yeah i love the ghostbusters mm-hmm. <coughs> hey, Ghostbuster. yeah um so anyway i have kind of a thought thought slash theory because i'd read this earlier since Ghostbusters is a successful film, we got a sequel, an anime movie, they got a remake that turned into a flop, they got a sequel-ish film like Star Wars, Jurassic World, Jumanji, then it became a successful film. Uh, that's kind of weird how that worked, isn't it? Uh, I wish Brandon Fraser's Mummy films would get a sequel, uh, like the Ghostbusters treatment, because those films were hit in the, in the 2000s and then got a remake and that was a flop. Then they should do a sequel to those films because I was thinking since we got sequel film series Star Wars, Jurassic World, Jumanji, now Ghostbusters, I'm pretty much Rocky with the Creed films that I haven't seen yet and pretty much Men in Black and Charlie's Angels and the Oceans films as well. 
What films are next to get sequelish films like the Brandon Fraser Mummy films, Jaws, or The Godfather? We do not need any more Godfather movies. Mm. Thank you. Those are hours of my life. I am never getting back. The the Brandon so. Fraser Mummy movies do not need to be touched. I know he's no. like kind of kind of having a bit of a renaissance, but I shudder to think what will be done with them. They are perfect. Leave it alone. Yep. Unless mm. they can manage to do something like they did with Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes. That yes. that is true. It, if they can do it, but I really feel like Afterlife, I mean, I know Frozen Empire is coming out this year and that one yep. that one looks exciting and fun. Um but uh, if but that seems to be the exception rather the rather than the rule. Yep. So that is true. Yeah, I'm like Cause... the mummy is perfect. I mean, I know they did. And, well, they they tried to do what the the, the Universal monsters with uh, Tom Cruise and that one. Kind oh, of, that, that that did not go over well. So yeah, like, every oh. single time I see the mummy well, on the and... side, I yeah. get the info to make sure. And there was one time. They had the info wrong, so here I am, oh. prepped on a weekend, thinking, "All right, I'm gonna watch the Mummy with Brendan Fraser." Nope. Ooh. Oh, I was like, All right. Somebody, somebody done goofed. No, I resisted the urge to throw the remote, so then I went <laughs> diving for my copy, my physical copy of the Mummy, and rectified mm-hmm. that situation. PDQ. It's like you, you. <laughs> You promised you me of- this one. You gave me the other one, so I am going. I'm going to fix this problem right now. Yes. Uh huh. That being said, and just in case anybody missed this, on the official Jurassic World slash Park whatever Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, late last week, they did post a photo of the Jurassic logo with, and all it says underneath is July second, twenty twenty five. Well, okay. So <laughs> we might be getting another Jurassic movie. <laughs> so oh okay. Well, I mean, people kind of agree that the first one was really the best one and the rest are just kind of middling to crap yeah so it's just kind of like you know what that one it was kind of it was kind of dead from the start so yeah go ahead and milk it all you want i don't care yeah (laughs) we still have that 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 first one that is just amazing and incredible and fantastic and the rest Mm -hmm. are just sort of they're 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 trying they're trying yeah yeah well, you know, we're still waiting for that that Jaws what it, what what Jaws number is it in in Back to the Future Part Two? <laughs> it was like Jaws fourteen, <laughs> something like that. Is it, you know, Jaws thirty five or something? Thirty five. Yeah. I don't remember. Because I just remember the big holographic, yes. fake looking shark that comes out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll have to do Jaws one of these days. Uh, Put it on the list. Yeah, we're definitely not doing the Godfather. Bigger boat. (laughs) Yep. Uh, He says, plus we're getting a sequel film to Twister and kind of a sequel film to the remake of The Karate Kid with Jackie Chan, which isn't my favorite. Yeah. Which actually, the, for what I understand, 
Twisters, which again we got the the trailer for during the Super Bowl, was intended to be a sequel, but then when none of the the cast was willing to come back, good job guys. Way yeah. to that put principle above money. That um that they um decided that this is going to be more of a soft reboot i guess which i mean i don't know what helen hunt is doing these days obviously bill paxton we lost several years right. ago so there, he couldn't come back even if he wanted to uh we also lost philip seymour hoffman <laughs> so right uh, yeah you got I mean, you got two you know i mean uh, Two tentpole yeah. characters, kind of. Two kind of important. So, I mean, would Carrie Elwes still be up for it? I don't know. But, uh, but Carrie Elwes' character takes the bucket, though. Yeah. His, well, I mean, they brought... They that's brought, true. Um, I mean, they could have found a way. I don't know. The yeah. Independence uh, Day sequel, so who knows? Yeah. 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 They could still reference him. Twin brother, uh, evil twin brother. <laughs> yeah, maybe so, I don't know. So pop her out. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, because because of the the remaining cast uh, and characters that were still alive by the end of the movie uh, weren't willing to come back. Uh, this is actually going to be more of a soft reboot, from what I understand. So that's probably for the best. Yeah, yeah. I I saw the trailer. Looks. Interesting, but it might be a little more I mean, edge, white you know, knuckle edgy than what I I want in a tornado movie. But yes, we're dealing yeah. with tornadoes. Yeah. Well, I mean, at, the, at least this is like slightly more realistic than you know something like Sharknado. True. So yeah, true. Yeah, true. I, I did. I did appreciate the jokes people were making. Like, wait, I thought Sharknado was was the sequel to Twister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not quite. So, no word of Shania Twain's gonna do. You know the uh, the music. Song. Yeah, yeah, the music. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, the, we are getting the the weird Karate Kid sequel remake because it's got Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio in it. So, and see, this this is like, I mean, uh, you know, people were praising Cobra Kai to high heaven as sort of a this is how you do a sequel to a you know legacy property and. I'm like, great, you know, that's awesome that this this show's doing so well. And then they go and like, well, we're going to do another movie. I'm like, oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you... Karate Kid 3.0. All right, fine. That's kind of what it feels like. (laughs) That's kind of what it feels like. So... Indeed. Oh, well. We'll we'll see what happens with, with... that one i guess yeah it will be it will be an interesting movie season that Mm -hmm. is for sure Mm -hmm. see how it goes yeah so well thank you shalane for your feedback as always yes yes indeed so 
Moving on to this week's main topic, which is what if season two? I'm sure it takes a lot. I know animation is a a long, uh, intensive art form of in itself, uh, even with all the technology and stuff today. But dang, these are so good and I wish we'd get more. (laughs) in a season mm-hmm. i know <laughs> so um but yeah and i love that like this is te- technically it's an anthology so but not every single episode is a standalone some of these do reference others um so um but uh and i like to see the development of some some of the plot lines that um were left kind of dangling after the after the first season um so and how and how they've also introduced some um aspects that uh are going to or are tying into some of the live action stuff um so but uh yeah so we get nine we got nine episodes with uh this season of course you know it's the idea of what if a single change affected the mcu um and uh it's a, a kind of all over the place as far as uh you know characters are concerned um the first the first one is what if nebula joined the nova core uh because uh ronin ends up killing thanos oh. all the way back in 2014 <laughs> so uh the events of uh infinity war and endgame never uh, occur uh so nebula nebula goes to xandar and joins the the nova core um and it's it this is this first one is definitely but the thing is is because ronin killed thanos he still has you know his big hammer thing um and he goes to attack xandar and what xandar does is they put this giant shield you know protective shield around the planet to keep Ronin out, but then that also makes it so Xandar can't do like trade or anything with other planets, and then Xandar kind of becomes very Blade Runner esque. This is very Blade Runner inspired. Um. So, um, but it it it, it there's a, a a whole it's got a very noir feel to it. Yondu gets killed. Uh, so Nebula has to figure out who does it, who did it, and there's this whole thing with the codes to undo the shield, which would let Ronan back in, and then it turns out that that Nova Prime is actually the bad guy. Um, but Nebula being Nebula, who doesn't trust anybody except herself, um, uh, figures, figures it out and manages to, uh, destroy ronin and stop nova prime at the same time uh so 
Um, but we do get, uh, I, I always find it interesting who comes back to voice their characters from the MCU and who doesn't. And some of it I'm sure is just availability. Um, but I also think probably there's a somewhat, uh, what kind of like contract they'd signed with Marvel to begin with and like what mm -hmm. kind of things they would be, um, uh, contractually obligated to do. Um, most of when they get somebody other than the actor that we know, usually it's a pretty good approximation. There's a few exceptions, mm -hmm. but we'll, I'll, I'll get to we'll those get when we get to them. So, um, obviously Jeffrey Wright is the voice of the watcher. Karen Gillan comes back as Nebula. We have Jude Law as Jan Rog, Rooker as Yondu. Uh, Seth Green is Howard the Duck, but he voices Howard the Duck in live action, which Howard the Duck is the CGI character anyway. So those mm -hmm. probably is a little easier if your character was CGI anyway. So it's like you're going to have to record your lines no matter what. So for someone like Seth Green or Taika Waititi for Korg, you know, it's, it's not that, uh, not that big a deal. Yeah, yeah, it's not that big a deal. So uh, that one's a pretty good standalone um you know again especially if you like that blade runner noir type feel um that it that's definitely pretty cool um the second one is what if peter quill attacked earth's mightiest heroes and uh the timeline change is yondu didn't have a change of heart when he kidnapped Peter Quill and actually took Peter straight to Ego. And therefore Ego was able to um, raise <laughs> Peter uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> the way he wanted so that Peter, even as a little kid, is well, you know, uh, is able to tap into his, uh, you know, uh, celestial powers. Um, and, um, he ends up coming, to, uh, Peter ends up coming to earth in the eighties, uh, not long, um, honestly, probably not that long after he originally left, um, considering that he got kidnapped in the eighties anyway. Um, but he's, he's well into his, his celestial powers. Um, so we get a kind of 80, you know, how we get like the people have done like the, if the Avengers had made it in the nineties or the Avengers had made in the eighties and they put like their dream, like casting, oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what, this is what you get. If you had the, uh, the Avengers in the eighties with the characters that we know and the actors we already know. So in this case, it's Michael Douglas as Hank Pym. Haley Atwell as Peggy Carter, John Slattery as Howard Stark, uh, Kurt Russell comes back as Ego, uh, Thor, <laughs> uh, Chris Ebsworth appears as Thor, uh, Lawrence Fishburne as Dr. Bill Foster, who we met in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, uh, he's, the he's the Winter Soldier, um, and uh, Atandwa Kani as King T'Chaka. Um, and then Hope Van Dyne, uh, who is, uh, in this case, voiced by Madeline McGraw. 
Um, so, um, but yeah, they have to um, uh, try to figure out how to stop a rampaging, you know, preteen who's mad at his dad uh, <laughs> from destroying everything. And it turns out all he really needed was a friend uh, and someone to actually care for him and not use him like a tool like Ego did. And was going to do with adult Peter Quill, which we saw in Guardians Volume Two, um, and uh, he ends up make, little Peter make ends up making friends with uh, a young Hope Van Dyne, who's about the same age at this at this point, um, and they end he ends up confronting Ego just like adult Peter Quill does, and stops him um, from taking over again just like he tried to do in guardians volume two um and gets to go home to the pym household and be hang out with people who actually give a crap about him (laughs) it is nice it, it is fun to see um you know kind of this alternative you know or early ish avengers quote-unquote avengers so but not that the avengers were a thing yet because it's in the 80s and nick fury doesn't join shield until the 90s so um but still um it was a kind of a nice character centric with uh yeah the idea of you know peter quill still being used by his father um which just goes to show the ego the name fit uh um and in episode three which i think is my favorite of the entire yes and this will now be added to my uh annual christmas eve watch list Uh (laughs) uh-huh With a, with, with make, a certain, naturally certain debatable, is I this may a make Christmas this movie the or not? Center of my Muppet Christmas Carol Die Hard Christmas sandwich. Yep. Uh, <laughs> because what if Happy Hogan saved Christmas a la Die Hard style? Yes. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the nod to a certain scene off of Nakatomi Tower just, oh. Several. Brilliant, several scenes. Yes. Yeah, yes. You got Happy climbing through the air ducts. You have Justin Hammer falling off Stark Tower. <laughs> uh-huh. like, so, uh, and, and of course, perfect person to fall off a of Stark Tower. Nonetheless. Yes, yes. Yeah. The, the impetus for this is that Justin Hammer gets out of jail right before Age of Ultron, um, as opposed to staying in jail much longer. Um, as he does in the sacred timeline. Uh, so, but we get John Favreau as, as Happy Hogan, Kat Dennings as Darcy. I love Darcy. She's like, worst yes. internship ever. Um, Kat, you know, Darcy, you may want to think about maybe actually getting a job. Yeah. Pays you. Apparently, she's just living doing internships. She's never actually had an actual job. It's all of an internship. Yeah. I mean, or try to at least find a paid internship. I think you'd yeah. qualify for one by now. Yeah. Although the perks, you know, probably yeah. make up for it. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh. Uh, but yeah, uh, Kobe Smulders back as as Maria Hill, uh, Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer, uh, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner, Jeremy Renner's Clint Barton. Um, so uh, we got uh, a couple of uh, replacements. Uh, Mick Wingert does the voice of Tony Stark in What If. He's a He's a pretty good, he does a pretty good reproduction of Robert Downey Jr.'s voice. Yes, he does. Um, so I will give him that. Uh, Lake Bell has been doing the voice of uh, Natasha Romanoff. Um, and then Josh Keaton has been doing the voice of Steve Rogers. Um, oh, and then uh, pop, former PopCon guest, Ross Marquand. Does several voices in this. In this particular episode, he does the voice of Werner. Because uh, the whole idea is that apparently on Christmas Eve, Tony lets Jarvis go offline uh, to do repairs, to do some self introspection. I don't know. I don't know what he expects Jarvis to do. Whatever he expects Jarvis to do is Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh justin hammer is like hey that's the perfect time to go and attack stark tower and get revenge on tony for everything that happened in iron man 2 uh (laughs) so but uh as uh most of the avengers are not in the tower uh tony is playing mall santa claus so happy he has to try he has to try to save the day all in all in his uh all on his own all uh john mcclain in 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 die hard and it is hilarious because he ends up getting um injected with hulk serum but thankfully it's hulk serum that is based on the original so- super soldier serum so therefore the hulk form um ha- retains happy's personality mhm uh, so um but yeah uh you know it's and, and Justin Hammer gets exactly what's coming to him again oh yes uh-huh. um although he does not fall off of Stark Tower like Hans Gruber does because yeah. happy has uh, more of a conscience than John McClane. Uh, so, but still. Uh, oh my god, I love this episode so much. Just cracking mm-hmm. up the entire time. So they're like they're trying to get they're trying to get Jarvis back online, but it's gonna take forever. So they decide to Darcy. Uh, ends up loading in uh, another AI because you know <laughs> Tony has to, and he names them all. You know, we've got Friday, we've got yep. uh, you know, the one that goes into Peter's Spidey suit. Um, yeah. in this case, it's Werner as a nod to Werner Herzog. Yep. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious because if you know anything about Werner Herzog as a yep. he's a German director, writer, and actor. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, one of his uh, most famous works is Werner Herzog Eats His Shoe, which is exactly what it sounds like. He eats a shoe. Hmm. Lovely. Yes. It's European art film. So, but yeah, he um, actually, uh, if he plays the client. If you go back all the way to the beginning of The Mandalorian, Mr. I Want to See the Baby, that Uh is Werner Herzog. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Apparently they asked Werner if he would voice, uh, do the voice in this, but he politely declined. So Ross Marquand came in and did it uh, fairly well. So, um, but this does actually pull from the comics. Um, First, uh, Tales of Suspense, Volume 1, uh, number 75, uh, and again in Iron Man Volume 1, number 84 and 85, Happy gets turned into a Hulk-like creature known as the Freak. Um, so, um, but yeah, this was, it's just, oh my god, I love this one so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I know Rachel's gonna have a field day when she watches this one. Yep, yeah. And they kind of imply that Santa Claus maybe exists in the MC uh-huh. <laughs> as well. <Yep>. So, <laughs> uh. oh, uh, and then we get, uh, what if Iron Man? crashed into the grandmaster so uh, <laughs> what if during the battle of new york when tony flies the nuke into the portal mm-hmm. he does not come back out uh and it ends up sending him on a uh journey across the galaxy to scar because you do where he met meets the Grandmaster. <laughs> Speaking of Jeff Goldblum, yep, <laughs> who does come back to voice the Grandmaster. So, uh, but instead of doing like, um, uh, like they do in in Thor Ragnarok, where it's kind of you know uh, a battle to the death all of the gladiators instead uh, apparently the grandmaster likes to do death race instead mm-hmm. um yeah to, to so uh he gets all his uh people to uh his his adoring people to uh some of them end up uh joining um and uh tony uh, being Tony, of course, meeting someone whose ego is just as big as his, um, if not bigger, because uh, <laughs> the Grandmaster has no conscience. Um, uh, Tony, who wants to, yeah, obviously wants to get back home because he's so far away, he can't contact Earth. Um, so he ends up teaming up with Valkyrie, uh, uh, voiced by Tessa Thompson, and Korg, Taika mm-hmm. Waititi, um, to 
uh, to essentially, if he he and the Grandmaster make a bet that if Tony can win and be the Grandmaster in his own race, then the Grandmaster will give him the tech he needs to to get back to Earth. Um, but problem is, is Tony also uh, Thanos, yeah. voiced by Josh Brolin. Uh, not happy about his Chuchari being beat in the Battle of New York and wants revenge, so he sends Gamora off to try and kill Tony. Um, which, in this case, Gamora is a voice by uh, Cynthia McWilliams, who I think is probably the least sounding like the person they're supposed to sound like. I don't think she sounds like Gamora at all, honestly. So I don't think she sounds anything like Zoe Saldana. Uh maybe a little bit, but it's it's a little off-putting how it's it's not quite right. And it's enough not quite right that I'm like, yeah. Um so um and uh, we learned that uh, Topaz's uh, very stern demeanor in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, that's a 24-7 thing. Topaz has no sense of humor whatsoever. <laughs> no, not just a one-time deal. It's all of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, the thing is, we don't know if Tony actually ends up making it home. He he ends up convincing Gamora that um, she'd be better off doing, you know, instead of being her father's, you know, on-demand assassin, that maybe she should try being her own person and maybe doing the right thing. <laughs> um. And, uh, of course, Tony being Tony beats the, the Grandmaster in the race. And then they end up, uh, he ends up, Tony ends up teaming up with Gamora to take down Thanos. So. Which, if you think about the long-term implications for the MCU, that's quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Think about it. If, if Thanos is destroyed not long after the Battle of New York, then that means that everything after the Battle of New York is different <laughs> so. mm -hmm. but as we leave the end of this we don't know if tony is made you know is assuming he'll eventually make it this may be one that in another season they may come back to is you know if tony ends up going ending up making more stops in the process of him getting back to earth right tony and gamora's Galactic adventures. <laughs> yeah. That may or may not make take Korg along. So because Valkyrie now is the, the leader of Sakar. Uh so Valkyrie ends up in charge wherever she gets left in whatever <laughs> whatever MC's story it is. So um so next up is this is a follow-up to a thread that got left dangling in season one with uh, Captain Carter um, and Steve Rogers being in the st Hydra Stomper in his what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper. 
Um, so obviously, as we saw in season one, Peggy ends up you know, following the uh, loosely the plot of Captain America, the first Avenger. So she's the one that gets frozen, wakes back up, you know, wakes up in the modern day. Um, and uh, this actually combines some of the plot of Captain to, uh, Captain America 2, the Winter Soldier, and a little bit of Black Widow, because we go end up going to the Red Room. Um, so, um, but uh, they have uh, the the ship that Steve and Natasha go on at the start of uh, Winter Soldier. Instead, uh, well, I mean, Natasha ends up, you know, taking, you know secrets or whatever are off the, off the computers because that's what Natasha does but they find the Hydra Stomper um, which is really is it's you know uh, a, a form of an Iron Man suit because mm -hmm. um, uh, it's got the the, uh, the arc reactor but they find it on the ship and Steve is still in it the thing is, Steve has been brainwashed by Hydra, um, and even once they um, uh, figure out how to, uh, Peggy figures out how to get into Steve's consciousness, he has to stay in the suit because the suit is what's keeping him alive because this Steve never went through the super soldier program and therefore it's skinny Steve, allergic to everything could die if you know a flea sneezed on him steve rogers <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um and um you know they want to try to figure out a way to save him and get him out of the suit but it turns out the suit even though he's now fully aware of who he is the suit still has tech and essentially a mind of its own so um uh you know, he ends up disappearing into the ether again. So obviously this is a plot line that's going to continue. Um, so. But. Um, and then Peggy ends up. Um, because Peggy is able to communicate with the Watcher. Um uh she um you know has conversations with him about you know what is the the right thing to do for Steve at one point Nick Fury tells her tells Natasha that he trusts her to do the right thing which Samuel L. Jackson actually appears in that movie uh so <laughs> do the right thing mm -hmm. uh so uh, but yeah, this ends uh, with Steve going off to who knows where and then Peggy disappearing somewhere in time. Um, so specifically 1602. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but before we learn more about that, uh, we get what if Kahori reshaped the world so this is our introduction to a brand new marvel character mm -hmm. uh, kahori uh she is a uh 
member of the Mohawk. Yep. Um, indigenous uh, tribe. And um, she um, has um, uh, uh, abilities, uh, essentially. There's this, um, uh, the Tesseract lands in a lake that is in Mohawk territory. Um, and then if you go into that lake and you're, and the elders are considered to be worthy, then you will be stowed with powers. Uh, but it also takes you to another world, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, where those people kind of live in like a utopia type existence. So they're just, you know, happy to be alive and doing their thing. Um, uh, but Kahori wants to go back because, uh, you know, this also kind of steals from Mulan <laughs> or not Mulan, uh, Pocahontas, where you got you get the, um, you know, the Europeans <laughs> mm-hmm. showing up in this case, the, the Spanish um, and uh, coming to try and claim the land. And of course, you know kill all the the uh, we've all seen pocahontas we've talked about pocahontas yep. um you know we've all heard the song savages uh yeah. um so uh kahari wants to go back but she wants her new friends to come with her she's like you know these are you know we we all come from the same elders you know we're all brethren um and of course they don't want to. So she figures out how to go back on her own and is able to uh, use these powers that have been bestowed upon her by the, the, the Tesseract and the elders to try and stop the Spanish. And eventually, of course, like a lot of these plot lines, the people, the other people from the other, uh, you know, the other side of the portal decide to come through as well to help. And then they stop the Spanish. Um, and they end up going all the way over to Spain uh, mm-hmm. to tell the queen that, sorry, while you think that you have uh, been bestowed uh, the honor of being the sovereign of, like, the entire planet, uh, too bad, uh, because we were here first. And uh, sorry, you know, you can, Spain... Spain's yours. That's great. You want to be the queen of Spain? Fantastic. Everywhere else, hands off, lady. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. Uh, then essentially they, they stop the, the European colonization of the Americas. Mm-hmm. So. But. Keep in mind. Um. Kahori and her her abilities and uh, what she is able to do um, because uh, that will become relevant when we talk about Echo in the near future. So um, and it happens. It just so happens. This is one of those things that um, uh, Devery Jacobs um, is 
uh, who voices um, Kahori is also plays Bonnie in Echo. So, um, uh, so that that's cool. Um, yeah, Queen Isabella of Spain. So, mm-hmm. yep. Um, and then uh, we get uh, what if Hella found the Ten Rings? So this is set during the time uh, when Hella was the only child of of Odin, um, and um, you know she is she does exactly what you know Odin talks about in. Um, uh, Ragnarok, uh, you know, she was kind of uh, Odin's attack dog, and uh, she becomes so obsessed with, you know, she becomes so obsessed with just power and taking over everything, and then Odin is all like, "Whoa, girl, yeah, we've we've reached a point of peace here. We're good," um, and she goes off on a tantrum, so. She gets the Thor treatment, but instead of Thor's hammer, it's her helmet horn thing, headdress, um, that uh, strips her of her abilities. And, you know, you know, she has to essentially find her conscience um, to get her powers back. Uh, so but instead of being sent to, you know the the southeast or southwest region like thor did she ends up in um in uh the, the general vicinity of um where um what like the second half of shang chi and the ten rings takes place so um uh, of course, we get Kate Blanchett as as Hela. Um, uh, you know, Idris Elba as Hemdall. <laughs> so, um, uh, so, um, but um, Hela ends up. Um, meeting. Um, uh, Wenwu, um, who we who we know, it, you know, finds the the ten rings. She ends up meeting Wenwu, and um, they kind of fall for each other, but then Hella betrays him. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, because she's like, I, you know, her, her helm doesn't work, so she's like, oh, he's got these ten rings; those could come in handy, um, you know, as a as a weapon. Um, but then she ends up. Uh, I don't know if it's Morris, because I don't know how long those creatures that Morris is live. I'm just gonna assume that it's Morris. I'm just gonna assume that these creatures live a very long time. So the same creature that that leads Shang Chi uh, to you know his kind of ancestral uh, home um, 
is is also um you know is also morris <laughs> so, <laughs> uh to tao lao um so uh <laughs> Uh, but then she ends up she ends up a towel out and uh you know they 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 he she got essentially goes through the same you know training and everything that the shang chi does uh so that uh when when we ultimately shows up um for revenge uh you know she's able to to fight using similar abilities that uh that, that Shane Chi has. Um so um and she ends up being uh a good person. So um it it turns out that um that uh she and and when we end up te- teaming up together to stop Oh, Odin, because <laughs> Odin in the process—it's a whole thing. Um, but in the end, it turns out that Hella actually is halfway decent, um, and she and Wenwu are going to live happily ever after. So, <laughs> but it's it's kind of the same plot as as Shang Chi and the the, the Ten Rings. Um, but they're at Hela uh becomes the goddess of life instead of the goddess of death, and then she and as the leader of Asgard and the, the ten rings combined can bring liberation to those oppressed across the cosmos. So um really just proves that Odin is one of the worst fathers in all of the MCU. More than more than anything not winning father of the year anytime soon um so uh and then um second to last we pick back up with captain carter after her time travel adventures with what if the Avengers assembled in 1602? Uh, because they're back in, in 1602. Essentially the time of Robin Hood. Um, mm-hmm. And um, there are these weird anomalies happening that um, keep causing people to disappear and um peggy uh was supposed supposedly supposed to be the person that that figures out how to stop this from happening because uh wanda who is essentially in place of merlin uh this is beyond what she's capable of but she had this vision that peggy was supposed to be the person that was supposed to be able to help them um and so uh, they uh, realize that they need to do some jiggery pokery um, with 17th century Avengers. So uh, we have Sir Fury, uh, King Thor Odinson, because <laughs> Thor is king, uh, Loki, 
uh, Bruce, Sir Harold the Happy Hogan, <laughs> Tony Stark, who, of course, is an inventor, uh, Steve Rogers, uh, who is um, essentially Robin Hood, because that's exactly who Steve Rogers would be in the early 1600s, uh, Scott Lang, <laughs> and uh, Bucky Barnes and Dr. Strange and Natasha Romanoff <laughs> so um, so yeah there's this whole jiggery pokery thing and Bruce still turns into the Hulk but with a weird mustache and hair um, and <laughs> essentially have to figure out uh, you know they they Tony creates this whole mechanism that because there's someone there's someone there who's out of their out of time who's who's there but doesn't belong in that time period and they have to figure out who it is um and send them back and essentially that'll stabilize the timelines it's very Doctor Who-ish in a way if you think about it mm-hmm. uh, uh, protect the timelines it's also very marvel um but um it turns out it's steve <laughs> it turns out it's steve even though uh peggy thought that maybe she had been reunited with a version of steve because the peggy of 1602 uh died um and so i thought maybe she thought maybe she would get the do a little something something with this Steve, but nope. He has to go back to whatever time he came from and uh Peggy is without Steve again. Womp womp. Mm-hmm. But that's okay because she ends up with a, a new adventure. Um because uh Stephen Strange shows up and he um has the ability to get her back to her proper time period um uh but to do he asks her a favor uh first and um he claims that he has been collecting baddies from various timelines so that he can protect the the universe it's a lie it doesn't matter yeah <laughs> uh, but he, what is it really doesn't matter what his reasoning is because it's a bunch of bullshit yeah. um he's <laughs> just okay tell us another one there strange yeah what he's really doing is he's collecting people so that he can pull the kind of like a weeping angel where uh-huh. he could pull the like almost temporal energy from them and generate a universe where Christine is still alive because this is the same Dr. Strange that we saw in season one where he absolutely loses his mind because no matter what he does, Christine dies in every, you know, in every permutation of every universe he goes to. And he can't stand it. And, but he's convinced Peggy that, you know, if he can lock up all these supposedly bad people, then it's better for the overall 
universe. So he sends her to go collect Kahori. Uh, but Kahori convinces Peggy that Stephen is is full of shit. Um, so they go back to the sanctum, and as he's trying to, uh, you know, take all these all these people, uh, which include like Hella and Wenwu and Surter, and <laughs> you know, a lot of visuals, um, that. Uh, they actually have to to work together to to try and 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 stop strange supreme because that's that's who this is because um, it's what if strange supreme intervened um, and that includes some of the zombies uh, mm-hmm. so we see some of our, our 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 zombie Marvel heroes including zombie Scarlet Witch and she's still just as awful. As she was in the first season. Um, so. Um, but. Um, uh, in the process. They, they managed to. Um, uh, stop. Stephen and. Uh, with the destruction of the machine. And his destruction. His universe does get reborn, but without him in it. So Christine lives because Stephen Strange is not there to affect her life. So. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's a there's a uh, Peggy ends up with the Infinity Gauntlet and mm-hmm. all the Infinity Stones at one point. Um there's some uh there's a whole bunch of marvel tech and and stuff that i mean we get uh ultron armor um yeah we've got uh killmonger so we've got a black panther suit we've got the infinity gauntlet (laughs) it's like all of this it's like Anything and everything that we've seen, it, both in the live action MCU and what if, all kind of comes together for this whole big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, ultimately, Steven gets what he wants, where Christine doesn't die, but he doesn't get to live to, to see it. That's that's the trade off. Christine lives, he dies. Um, so, um, and at this point, because you know she's fixed off the watch, and because again Peggy can can see and communicate with the Watcher, um, you know he offers to to take her back to her time, but she's like, oh, I think I'll, I think I'll stick with you and go see what's happening in some of the other universes. She's like, my universe will still be there when I get there, so, um. But um, the interesting thing is we see um, the world tree from Norse mythology, which usually contains the nine realms. Um, But this one is the one we saw at the end of Loki season two. So... Everything seems to be going back to the TVA. 
That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You got this. You got Deadpool. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> all roads lead to Rome, as they say. Yeah, in this case, all roads lead to the TVA because it's all about the timelines. So, I mean, it's it's such an interesting premise. It really, really is. This whole idea, you know, of of what if, and um, you know, the fact that they are able to do just you know some really like thoughtful and like thought provoking storylines um but also you know just also some utter ridiculousness like the zombie episode i mean it's fun but it's just ridiculous as well um you know you got you got happy doing die hard we've got marvel mm-hmm. die hard essentially we got an mcu yep. version of die hard <laughs> so it's like uh you know, it's you know the um yeah that that first that episode in season one with with you know with Doctor Strange you know trying you know, having his heart broken you know who knows how many times because no matter what he can do is save to save Christine and uh, yeah to see the fallout from from that and to have that carry over. In, into this so it's like you know in theory the whole strange supreme thing is is tied up you know that that thread is tied up obviously peggy uh going on in adventures with the watcher because you know maybe peggy and uh, uh the tony stark from the sakar episode will cross paths at some point i don't right. know um, but you know that's a thread that's left angling. You know, obviously Peggy's story with Skinny Steve and the Hydra Stomper is not over yet. Um, so, um, yeah, I just love how creative they're they are getting mm-hmm. getting with this, and it's like they can do anything and everything, and it doesn't matter because it's just what if it doesn't canon doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the canon that they are creating in their own little universes, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but the you know the overall MCU canon that we know and love and love to hate and hate to love uh, right. is a is a moot point. So, you know, and like I said, it's it's great that so many of the of the live action folks are coming back to do the voices. Um. You know, does Benedict Cumberbatch have to be doing, you know, the voice for a cartoon? Probably not, but he is, which I think is cool. Um, yeah, obviously Robert Downey Jr., you know, he's he's hung that up. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, is, and like I said, the guy that is stepped in is not bad. Uh, most of them are, are not bad except for Gamora. So, yeah, hopefully they can... I don't know if I'm alone in that particular opinion, so it might not matter what my opinion is. They may continue with the same voice actress, or maybe they'll change it if other people feel the same way. I don't know. 
Um, uh, but yeah, this, uh, I, I like that we have this. I like that we have this alternative to turn to, you know, especially right now because uh -huh. you know, as far as MCU stuff, we're getting a little thin. Uh, yep. So, yeah, I was seeing somebody saying that there's just one movie, one one Marvel movie coming out this year, and only two shows scheduled, and one is already aired. So. Uh -huh. Things will be a bit thin on the ground, the time being. But so there you go. Anything else we want to talk about about season two? I'm. If you have not watched it yet, you should. Yes, and uh, that one episode that introduces the stuff that ties in with Echo. Just mm -hmm. be aware that it. There's a not a lot of native language speaking that doesn't get translated. No, your so your audio is not going kerfluffy, mm -hmm. but it's absolutely gorgeous. Yes, they worked to with hear that worked, native yeah. language. Yeah, between this and the Echo, um, they've been very cognizant of making sure that they respect. Yes. The, the 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 indigenous tribes that they are mm -hmm. um you know representing in in the work um so they've been working with uh you know members of of those tribes uh to make sure that the language is is correct that you know the, the clothing is is portrayed correctly so um but yeah they don't at least for this, they don't translate. Echo, they do translate a lot of the uh, Choctaw, uh, mm -hmm. but still not everything. But you get, you, I mean, you could still get the gist of uh, right. what's go of what's going on. But yeah, don't don't think that maybe your audio or your closed captions suddenly like turned off or something. No, it's just some of that stuff they they don't translate for. Right. Because they don't, probably because they feel like they don't need to, <laughs> exactly. which I think is I think is is totally a legitimate thing, you know. Oh yeah, you know the 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 acting should be doing its job. Ex yes, which uh, it does. Yeah. It's just I want to make people aware that <laughs> yeah, nope, there's no issue, but it's absolutely gorgeous, and I'm glad that they're yes. doing what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So that that would. That would be the 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 biggest thing is if you have not watched them, um, much like the first season. Um, there, while this is what if, there is some uh, crossover into the the MCU timeline that that we know, right? Uh, you know, some of of um, you know we saw, you know. I've gone mad Doctor Strange in What If and then we saw that version or a, you know a version of it appear in Multiverse of Madness. Uh so and like I said the it's a different indigenous tribe but the idea of in, uh these uh these abilities with these indigenous characters is going to be important in the live action too. So if you've not watched Echo yet, 
or if you have watched Echo, you know what we're talking about. If you're not watched Echo yet, you should watch Echo. There's, you know, it's like five episodes. So. Mm-hmm. It is brutal. Uh, yeah, but we'll 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 talk about Echo when we get to to talking about Echo. It's 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 it's, it's coming up. So. Yeah. All right. Well. Um... On that note, if any of our listeners have feedback on what if season two or anything else we discussed during the podcast and the news and whatnot, you can send us some feedback. Our email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, which is thefiveishfangirls.com. That also has links to our social media. Uh, we have Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, and you know places you can also leave comments and also our show notes as well so pretty much anything we talk about there'll be links about about it in the show notes as well and also if you feel so inclined and if you can uh, we have a patreon and a merch shop that you can help support the podcast in by those means which is always greatly appreciated but we appreciate you whether you're listening, sending in feedback, whatever it is, we love you all. Thank you for being our audience. It's awesome, and hope you all are doing good. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever it is you're up to. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Ooh, pardon me. A little. I'm like, uh, bit like Anna waiting for the coronation. You know, it's coronation. I don't know, elated or gassy, somewhere in that zone. Uh, <laughs> pardon me. Uh, so, well, with that, uh, we shall. Uh, Sign off for this week. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Take that, vile asparagus woman! Thank you, our five-ish fam, for joining us on this week's Geeky Journey. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Stay connected with us on our website, thefiveishfangirls.com, and follow us on most social media with at fiveishfangirls. Plus, check out our nonprofit, Fangirls Give Back, to see how we're making a positive impact in our community. Until next time, stay nerdy and let the squee continue. <laughs>